My name is Scoop. That is Poop. Yeah. Today is Saturday, July 3rd, but you're probably listening to this on uh, Monday, July the 5th. If you're listening to it tomorrow, uh, then happy 4th of July. And in the celebration of 4th of July, I'm in a different state than Peter. Yeah. And I'm in a house with a lot of people with little Wi-Fi. So uh, compromises had to be made to the quality like a lot. I don't even know if you guys could hear me as of yet, but you'll know if you actually hear an episode. If they hear an episode, then that means that, yes, they did, because I will actually make proper quality checks this time. (laughs) You're funny. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, Uh, is it time to get on with the news? I actually have to open it now. Oh, yeah, you got to open it because the thing is like... Because I'm on my phone instead of my computer because my computer couldn't figure out what being a computer meant. Yeah. I think it thought it was a toaster. That, you know, that happens. It does, honestly. All right. I have it open. So, we are going to start with the new Rivian R1T or RT1, something like that. Not relevant, but what is relevant is they have announced a new feature you can get with one of their trucks. And it is a built-in cooking setup. Now, of course, they will point out that this is similar to the attachments of the Ford built-in generator, except it's a kitchen. You've got you've got your 1440 watt inductive I copy pasted it it, it stove but it said stove too for some reason I copy pasted <laughs> I don't know how that got messed up That's hilarious Uh it's got the kettle it's got all the utensils you could imagine it's even got a little place to put a trash now, Crash. frankly, I don't think any vehicle w- at from this point on would be acceptable without this as an optional extra, at least if not standard. You know, I but might have to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> I think if I'm trying to, I, I think this is just a hunch, but I think if I want like a nice sports car, I don't really want a grill hanging out of it. Now, maybe not a grill. Or a whole size stove in this case, um, maybe like one of those little, uh, like a little one burner. If I I don't know what those are called, <laughs> you know, the, the not, little one. I'm not sure if that's for me. No, mm. no. Well, you know, it might be for you. Mm. The Aston Martin Valkyrie AMR Pro. That's right, because you know what? It's a purpose-built race car. This yep. is a special version of the Aston Martin Valkyrie uh, that has a little bit of, a little bit of special sauce. Uh, special, sauce. Specifically, um, a Cosworth-built V12 that revs to 11,000 RPM, uh, naturally aspirated 6.5 liters that makes 1,000 horsepower. Um... It's been described by just about everybody as the masterpiece of internal combustion. 
I'd like truly... to cut in here and say when I when I warned um carbon fiber body and, and carbon fiber suspension. They also <clears throat> had perspex glass for all of the windows, <clears throat> which is basically a special kind of plastic to be lighter and shadow resistant. So basically your windows won't break in your face. Um yeah. <laughs> all in the all in the name of uh lightness. Basically this this special track edition Valkyrie, which I don't know if I mentioned, but is not road legal. This thing will only be able to drive on a track. I did uh, not know that there was a road legal version. There is. Uh the regular one. Basically, compared to the road legal one, this Valkyrie has twice the downforce. Woo! Thanks to an insane aero package, which makes the car capable of generating over three G's of lateral acceleration. For for a little frame of reference, that's more than a NASCAR. Woo! Just think about that for a second. More than a NASCAR. Anyway, something that's a lot less than a NASCAR is the next thing. You there? Yep. You, you gotta go. What? Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought you were gonna say uh, more about the Aston. So Tata no. made a car called the uh, MGXB one two three. Who cares? The important part is that uh, it's a military vehicle. Okay, it's a uh, it's an assault vehicle. Actually, it will be according to Tata. It has applicable applicable uses in um situations. Basically, yeah. what they said. In now this thing is a box, but not just any box. It's about the mass of who? Mm, about the mass of one telephone booth. Now that that's that's total volume. I don't know why I said mass. Total volume. <laughs> so it's not it's not exactly the same shape. It's a little less tall and a little bit more long. And it's got four wheels, so it's not a motorcycle. Matter of fact, the wheels are bigger than the rest of it. They are, in fact. I can confirm. Look up Tata Box Assault Vehicle. Pretty much. Anyway, it's a thing. Yeah, it's hilarious. That Peter had comments about it before. I don't know if he wants to repeat them. Definitely won't just... to invade Pakistan. Because, you know, Tata is an Indian company. No, no, no. It won't be used for that. Okay. Yeah, that's his comment. I I I don't confirm or deny. I don't I don't confirm that, but what I will say is I don't know what else they'd use it for. Yeah. Uh, no, they're not gonna use it to invade. They did that. say it was gonna be used in situations regarding airports and emergency services. And it's so cool. Yeah. Used but it, airports and it was implied. It was implied that the use was guarding things. Then it wouldn't be an assault vehicle, now, would it? 
I suppose, but they did call it an assault vehicle. Yeah. Maybe it was implied that it attacks those things. You know, I think that's worse. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else is worse? The Volkswagen ID buzz. Honestly, because let me just say something. So, you know, that uh, cute. Real nice concept car we saw is the Volkswagen ID Buzz back in what was it, like 2016. The yellow and the white with the nice color scheme, the weird futuristic hexagonal headlights, and all that cool stuff. Well, they got rid of all of it. It's literally just a it, it's just a panel van, pretty much. Like it's a it's a Volkswagen utility van. We've seen spy images of it and with the production body on it. And it, they got rid of all the cool parts. They just did. They got they. It doesn't even look anything remotely like the old <clears throat> retro um, Volkswagen Vol- Type Three. Yeah, no, the Volkswagen Bus. That's what I'm calling it because that's what it is. Um, looks nothing like it, and it was supposed to. So that's a real big disappointment for me, and it's just sad to be honest. Most unfortunate. Because it just looks like a regular utility van, and it wasn't supposed to be that. (laughs) Speaking of uh, utility vans, Jeep have announced a new trim version for, I think it was the Renegade. Yes, it was the Renegade. It is... Hello? Yeah? Sorry, you you, you made up noise for me. (laughs) But anyways, um... The Jeep uh, Renegade Loki. Now, if you don't know, Loki is the god of mischief who recently earned himself a show on Disney+. And to promote the show, (laughs) Jeep is selling a vehicle themed after. Now, there's nothing really different about the vehicle in any performance spec. It's all little Easter egg things, all little low-key references. So I'm not really going to go into details about the engine, power output, or suspension distance. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, Jeep's been doing little Easter egg things, little, little cute little things. Apparently this isn't their first rodeo with this sort of thing, but it's their first, like, obvious one. Uh, apparently they had something to do with Infinity War, but uh, it was more of like a light connection and just some advertising for each other. There wasn't like a proper addition, from what I could tell. You know, they really could have done something cool with the Dodge Avenger, but... <laughs> um, well, I just realized, I think the Avenger was still around when the first Avengers movie came out. I think it was on its last legs at that point. It might have been. <laughs> I I think I think Dodge was like planning to axe it at yeah. that point. Speaking of planning to axe it, uh, <laughs> here at the here at the uh, what? here at the Scooter Scoop, aka CGS News, we'll get to that a bit later. But um, we do not condone drinking and driving. No, but we- also. N- we really don't condone, though, drinking dehydrated. Actually, not yes. really. Because there was a study recently published um, showing 
some strong evidence that drinking and driving is just as bad as driving dehydrated. Now, that might not make much sense to you, and it really doesn't make much sense to us either. So we thought we'd do some research to figure out how true it is. So here's the deal. This study uh, was only with 11 people. Okay. And um, only 10 of them were actually used because one of them had to be excluded because they kept falling asleep in the simulator. Now, um, basically what the study showed in these results, mind you, the, st- the, the sample size is realistically 10. Um, dehydrated drivers tended to make more mistakes as re- like a regular focused driver. Um, and they were in similar frequency and uh, to like the, the equivalent of someone driving drunk. Uh, I don't think that's a really great measure of driving performance, but you know, it's all right. We'll take it. Um, but the big issue I find with this study is it, it doesn't actually study people while they're driving drunk. That. It really had a, it had a trial where the first trial was just per, the people getting used to the simulator. The second trial was them driving normally for two hours on a set path. And the third was them driving dehydrated on the same set path. And then, obviously, for trial number four, you'd have them drunk yes. on the same path maybe but the next day. They didn't really do that one, though, did they now? Yeah, no. <laughs> so, uh, you can't be like, ah, oh, it's similar to somebody driving drunk when you have no data for someone driving drunk. And <laughs> another thing... How drunk and how dehydrated? Because that could change. Because if dehydrated, not within the point of like it's a health concern. Because obviously you don't really want to do a study where you're putting your people your your uh risk. But um, uh, now see that's just not true. But continue. Yeah, we're not uh, Harvard in the 1970s. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> in the name of science. In the name of science, we will really torture them. Anyway, um, no, they, they didn't really do that. Mild dehydration, and they didn't test anyone who was drunk, so I don't get how they can make any of these claims. Um, it's just kind of outlandish. Anyway, that's that, and people don't know how science works. So, yeah, have fun. <laughs> Speaking of having fun, Dallara, for those who don't know, is the chassis company known for making many racing chassis, as well as having several uh, entrants into motorsports, uh, included, including but not limited to their presence in Formula 2, where they make the chassis for all the cars on the track. Now, Dallara have recently announced a new vehicle, a little track toy called the Dallara EXP. Can I say this is a Really, just a special edition of other existing cars. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, the car weighs two thousand seven hundred fifty-five pounds. Uh, top speed at uh, one hundred and sixty-five miles per hour in the regular version, and the track only is one hundred eighty miles per hour. It's reg- powered by a two point three liter EcoBoost engine uh, from a Ford Focus RS 
pushing out around 492 horsepower and about 516 pound-feet of torque. It's got a power-to-rate ratio of 1 horsepower to 3.98 pounds, and it costs about $226,000. Now, Peter's going to tell you what he doesn't like about this car. Uh, well, the first thing I'm going to mention is that the actual regular road-going version is called the Dallara Stradale, and uh, they don't get to use that name. Anyway, <laughs> no, um, uh, that's a bit much money for a Ford Focus. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, um, the chassis isn't worth $200,000. Ford Focus might be worth $26,000, maybe. I think Delara thinks that they're cool enough that because they run Formula 2, kind of, but not really, uh, that their their chassis, just being their chassis, raises the price. Where if I went to my dad right now and asked him who Delara is, he'd go, what? I don't even know who Delara is. <laughs> I know who they are. I kind of like them, but the one thing I don't like about them is that they like them. Yeah, they have the Ferrari problem going on. But it, but at least Ferrari, you go to any person and you say Ferrari and they say, ah, the car company. You you can't go to people and say Delara and they'll be like, oh, yeah, the car company. Yeah. Um, the the other problem I, I see with this, um, just kind of mention it, uh, what is happening to my my brains? <laughs> um, they tried, They they said uh, in a thing that they think it'll lap Mugello as fast as a what was it GT three car? Yeah. Uh, no. Not without a weapon, you won't. <laughs> the regular road version has a roof, and a windscreen, but this one doesn't. Even though they tried to say it was a very aerodynamic, because you know, what I want for my aerodynamics is my head just being slammed into the wind. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. Just like the Cadillac LMP1 car when they did that for one time. <laughs> yeah. Is but anyways, of- speaking of Cadillac. Speaking of Cadillac. The Ford F-150 Police Edition. Actually, it was called, like, Police something. It was a special name for it. It was the the Police Responder. Um, oh. I don't know why they had to go with that. Um, but anyway, it's supposedly, according, according to, let's see. According to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. Okay, according to the Los Angeles County Sheriff Department and Michigan State Police. So people who don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, no, they don't know what they're talking about, apparently. <laughs> this is the fastest um, police car available. Oh. Now, we'll go through the specs. 0 to 65.4 seconds, so the same as my car. Uh, 0 to 113. Okay. So a little bit slower than my car. Uh, top speed of 120 miles an hour. First of all, 0 to 100 miles an hour in 13.1 seconds, and yet the top speed is only 120 miles an hour? Something went wrong there. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Uh, I, I, I couldn't tell you, but he says that it's wrong, and I trust him. 
Well, think about it. If you can get from zero to one hundred in thirteen point one seconds, which means you're you're putting down a lot of power, but your top speed's only a hundred and twenty. What happens for that last twenty miles an hour? It just stops. A brick wall, <clears throat> like literally. <laughs> um. But anyway. Sorry about fireworks in the background. Here's it's the, the it's July third. I don't know what people expect. No, I just uh, heard the booms. Um, here's a little problem. The Dodge Charger exists. <laughs> yeah. The the problem is Dodge exists. Troopers everywhere use them. <laughs> the Dodge Charger Pursuit, which is specifically a police Dodge Charger. And it does 0 to 60 in about 4.4 seconds. So another second faster. And since it's got the 5.7 liter V8 Hemi, the Dodge puts in just about everything, uh, it's a lot faster than the F-150 police responder that uh, probably has, yep, it has the 3.5 liter twin turbo EcoBoost V6. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know what these people are talking about when they say that 400 horsepower and 500 pound-feet of torque is enough to make the fastest police car ever because it can do a quarter mile in 14.4 seconds when the Dodge Dodge. does it in 12.9. Just saying. Um... So that's that's my rant over because I don't know who said that this is fast, but it's not because it's not faster than my two and a half grand 18 year old BMW. <laughs> like, uh, I just I, I don't I don't have words. Well, now your BMW is a fast vehicle for 2002. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyways, uh, we've got two little more diddlies to touch on. Not, oh, what did I just say? <laughs> You're gonna diddly some littles. <laughs> <laughs> we've got two more little diddlies to touch on. Just keep going. I'm leaving that in because <laughs> that that doesn't necessarily directly mean anything. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we've got uh, two more little topics to go ahead and talk about. One is uh, some college students wanting to design cars for a living got together and designed what they think the Lincolns of the year 2040 will look like. Just, just... They were just bad. They... You know when people always say like, like or when comp- luxury companies always say they're making the land yacht. Well, yeah, that they it literally looks like they took a boat from the future and put it on wheels and then called it a day. <laughs> it really does. Oh, it was so bad. I don't know who thought of that one, but they should probably. Just go by themselves to sleep because just no. Also, there's a dog upstairs. <laughs> it's almost done, I swear. All right, I, before we go, I just want to touch on Formula One because uh, 
even though the race has not happened yet, uh, qualifying was still, huh? George Russell P8. Yes, George Russell P8. Ferrari's not even in the, uh, wasn't it? Isn't isn't one of them in in 10th now? Uh, let me just pull it up, okay? Uh, because didn't Vettel bump him up? Yeah, Vettel dropped from 8th to, uh, no, Vettel dropped, yeah, 8th to 11th because he had a three-place penalty. Um, so, uh, why is it not showing me the grid in order? Oh, because it's showing me the qualifying. Why would you do that? It's showing me the qualifying order. It does that to me all the time. I can't actually figure out what it is until the race happens. But it's because they never really expect so many penalties to be handed out after the fact. But Austria is just a fan of that, I guess. Yeah. Because it happened last race, too, where there were penalties awarded after the race. So it, it messed up the starting grid and all like the stuff on Google was wrong. That that actually happens more often than you think. It's not just an Austria thing. It's oh. just, we, you know, every other time I've checked, I've checked besides Austria, it's been right. I think so. that's we're messing up. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, uh, anyway, Carlos Sainz Jr. is in tenth because he's the the front runner. Okay, for, he did get bumped. Yeah, he got bumped from eleventh to tenth. Yeah, so Ferrari not looking too hot. Yeah. But also, I just don't think this track has been good to them. Well, well they, their qualifying pace is off, I guess. Um, But you know who's not on pace? Lewis Hamilton, because he's P4. Yeah, Lando front row. Lando front row. Front row. Sergio Perez is ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, both Alpha Tauris are 6 and 7, which means... Red Bull is currently the fastest team. Mercedes is the second. And Alpha Tauri for this race is the third fastest by pace alone. Yeah. Because and only because um we way down here in thirteenth we see this man known as Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Who- McLaren could have beaten Alpha Tauri and Mercedes, honestly, if he had just been better. So Ricardo remembers how to drive because um yeah. Lando Norris in the same car is in P2. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's all. <laughs> I think it's about ready to wrap it up because I have definitely noticed that the other people in this household have forgotten that I am recording despite the fact I warned them. Nice. Anyway, that's that. Bye. Bye. Hold on. Remove your... Well, you left? Wait.